Welcome everybody today to our podcast, The Rob and Robbie Show. So glad you could tune in today. Uh, it's been a while because we've been so busy, so much going on. And then we took a few days off, didn't we, honey? Yeah, it was nice. I got my coffee. You don't have any coffee right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I might be a person of few words this morning. Oh, mercy. I don't think that'll happen. I've been married to you for almost 43 years and you've not been a person of very few words <laughs> so, anyway uh we're still talking and addressing uh this great subject of leadership 101 is what we're calling it and we've been having some phenomenal discussions on leadership and of course uh this is what i really like to do you know that honey i love teaching leadership and of course, we've seen that leadership over the years and course of our ministry as we've been successful. God's given us some grace, some wisdom in how to accomplish, um, you know, leadership success within the church. And so we're going to be talking more about that. So um, as we get into this, I, I, I want to read some scripture first, honey, and, and then we're going to we're going to talk more about leadership, but we're setting this up for a big, long podcast series, right? Mm-hmm. And we're hopeful that everyone's going to tune in and listen, especially the folks that, uh, uh, you know, that are with us on our teams. We have so many people on our teams, uh, leadership teams here at Clovis Pentecostal Church of God. So um, let's start off by uh, addressing uh, what the Bible says that leaders uh you know, should not, ex- you know, that how that leaders should not exercise authority over people. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really not the boss, right? Yeah. That's the way the Bible tells us to do it, a specific way. Jesus was the most perfect example, right? He didn't come to boss people around, right? He came to get people to follow him. Right. Don't you think it's interesting that Jesus, when he used the terminology, when he met his disciples, he said, Hey, drop what you're doing. Come and follow me. Follow me. me. He, did, he didn't say, I'm here to give you orders today, and I expect you to follow Get me. Get up right now. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's not what Jesus said. And so, uh, you know, this has a tendency to, you know, when you're overbearing, you're demanding, uh, you're... It becomes counterproductive for it sure. turns people off. Yeah. And in the church, we have a lot of volunteers, so... Right, we have to... It's it's even more challenging, I think, uh, at that level because um, their heart is in it. Yes. They're, 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 they've bought into uh, what they can do for the kingdom of God and for the vision of, of the church and the gospel. And so, um, you know, they're, when, when people lay their hearts out on the table, so to speak... Um, they feel like they're they're being sacrificial in what they're doing, and then to have someone uh, over them uh, have an attitude of of trying to order them around uh, can have detrimental effects. Yes, it can. Now, obviously, and this is not a lesson for today, but obviously, particularly as a pastor. There's specific spiritual guidelines, particularly, that have to be adhered to. But even when we get to that discussion, it can be done in a way that isn't um, going to cause people to uh, feel 
like you're just stepping on them? Well, some, you know, somehow or another, we as leaders have to create an atmosphere of, I want to be on this team. Yes, absolutely. And bossing people around is not, not going to no. help you. Even in the secular world, when I, when I worked in the secular world, uh, people uh, prefer to be asked, even if it's your job to make sure something gets done and they're getting paid to do it, and you could say, hey, you didn't get that done. Would you get up right now and get that done or whatever? But, but as a secular leader, because the human nature is still the same, to say, hey, I appreciate everything you're doing and I know you got a busy day. Uh, do you think you could get this, you know, and, and doing it in a, a kind way that allows for their, uh, their weaknesses or their failures without degrading them and making them feel like uh, they're nobody. You know, it's just nobody likes that. And uh, so particularly in, in the church, volunteer work, we, we have to be cohesive. And it's not just the responsibility of the person that needs to get a job done, but it's the responsibility of those that are working around them, particularly in leadership, that um, they bring them along, just like Jesus did. He brought them along. He brought them along and, <clears throat> excuse me, they really wanted to be a part of everything he was doing. I, you want to know how incredible a leader Jesus was? He steps up to the men, the disciples, while they're working, and he says, hey, why don't you drop those nets, come and follow me, and they did. You makes you wonder what they seen in him in that just that short amount of time, right? I right. Mean, they immediately wanted to join up with him and mm -hmm. be a part of his team. Yeah, they did. You know, and they learned a lot in the three years of Jesus's ministry, yeah. his full-time ministry, I should say, where when he went in active, not full-time, but active ministry. Well, I think, and, and if you looked at that from a supernatural, spiritual perspective, you understand that um, when God calls us, <clears throat> Uh, we have to say yes, right? And there, Absolutely. you know, there are some people in that have been called into ministry that have said no, and there have been some that have got on board and then jumped off board, even with Jesus calling them. So I think in a leadership, there's going to be a lot that we're going to talk about to to bring about the, uh, you know, to get people on board. But then we also have to be aware that some may fail us and that's not our fault and see leaders leaders have to understand um you know their job but they can also can't be discouraged at at you know setbacks uh i often i've seen and heard the analogy that you know jesus was the same but he didn't succeed we know judas failed him tremendously uh, of course, we know that was God's plan, but in the same respect, he had the same teaching, the same leadership, the same uh, <clears throat> example, uh, He, but yet his selfish attitude stepped into place. So when we're leaders, we have to be cautious that no matter what techniques that we use, we can't be disillusioned that those techniques are wrong because somebody 
steps away. Correct. Correct. And then, of course, the Bible teaches us all this. We have to read the Bible. Um, yeah, I don't want to offend anyone out there, but I want to tell you the best and greatest example of leadership and the best leadership book on the market can be found in the Bible. Well, of course. We, we have all these great leaders who teach leadership. They've all written their own books. I'm not going to name any names, but no book supersedes the Bible when it comes to leadership. Yeah. Well, they, they detail out some tactics, but they all, the successful ones, align themselves with the concepts and the philosophies that Jesus um, taught by who he was, his sure. example. But I think it's funny today in the modern church that we hear, you know, what we hear today are these great leaders. We hear their names. We hear their books. Mm -hmm. We hear, but no one ever addresses the Bible as being the greatest, you know, leadership book mm -hmm. that there is, right? So I, anyway, that was just uh, all for free there, ladies and gentlemen. Side note. Yeah. So, so here's how leaders then, um, here's how, what leaders should be practicing. We should serve others to lead with a pure heart. Serving. And we got a whole deal down the road here on just serving, okay? And, but uh, I want to read a scripture, and it's in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. If you want to grab your Bibles, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to do that or write this down. Colossians 3, 12 through 13, and here it is. I'm going to read it to you. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, it says this, Paul said, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. That's a ball of wax right there. Bear one another's burdens, right? And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has also forgiven you. So you must also forgive one another. So here's here's the ball of wax right here, right? Uh, clothe yourselves with compassion. So that means that the leader has to have compassion. He has to be kind. He has to be humble. He has to be meek. And he has to be patient. Mm -hmm. That's That's what's involved with uh, the responsibility of leadership in the church. Well... And, and those are, again, yes, they're godly character traits taught by Jesus' example. And, and I think that, honestly, when you, when you label those out like that, list them, you find that when there's failures, uh, whether, you know, and again, this is not just a pastor leading a church, but a youth leader leading youth or a worship leader leading uh, a worship team, when there when there becomes issues with the leader and the group, one of those elements has failed. And generally speaking, humility is one that is the most difficult because leaders have maybe a certain level of knowledge, they have experience, they have expertise, and so they have to walk cautiously that they don't begin to look at themselves as better because 
people will sense that, they will feel that, and um, oftentimes resent it. But uh, those are, yeah, they're, they're awesome, you know, items that we should focus on each independently and individually to work on in our lives because um, so many of those elements go far above and beyond secular leadership because especially ones like humility and even um, I think you gentleness, know, yeah, patience, gentleness and patience, kindness. compassion, you know, sometimes can can play a role in good leaders no matter where. But some of these are definitely an an item that comes from walking in the spirit and aligning ourselves with God and his word and his desire for our life. Well, leaders have to be people of prayer, period. I mean, and Jesus even taught us that with his own life uh, when he was here on this earth. And that was that he, he prayed regularly. Well, yeah. I think prayer brings a leader to these to you know to these places to these places well god's now you and i you and i have seen you know we've rubbed shoulders with leaders all over the country right and we've seen some leaders that had some of these qualities but didn't have all of them well i think we yeah i've seen i've seen leaders that are mean and sometimes sometimes i think we all struggle with one of them on maybe a given day but you certainly don't want to make any one of those a commonplace part of who you are. Um, well, you let's know, talk and, about the serving part because there's a story I'm going to tell that you will remember. Okay. We were pastoring our first church, okay? And there was a gentleman that we loved dearly. He was a pastor, a leader uh, in the Pentecostal Church of God, sat on boards. Um, in the Pentecost Church of God and he came to preach for me <clears throat> and um, you know he had he had said um, you know that it wasn't my job you know to go pick up people from the mm -hmm. church do you remember that bring them to church mm -hmm. yeah well I like picking up people and bring them to church because that means we have more people that can hear me preach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know? So uh, I'm going to, you know, I, I drive a bus to pick up people and bring them to church if they want to come, you know. So serving is part of that, you know. Right. Um, serving is part of that. And it is it is our job. And, you know, it... Well, here's, here's our job it, to be, I mean, you know, yeah, there's, there, there may be times that, uh, some things you can and sometimes you can't do. But here's what you can never do. You can never say, I am above that. See, that's where the pride comes in. And you know, when you look at big ministries and you look at the failures of pastors, whether it's moral failures or financial failures or whatever, I think that, and, and they go hand in hand, the prayer, but also the pride because when you get too good to serve you're going to start making big mistakes because when we're humble before God and we realize who we are not in him in a prideful way but that we're dependent upon him that it's him living in us and the only way we can keep that alive and well is through our prayer life you're not going to be humble and you're not going to serve until you see yourself as nobody 
but God is everything. You know, it's, it's what did Paul say uh, about our weakness? It's, you know, the more we see our weakness, the more we see Christ living through us and in us. So it's not about how good we are or how successful we've become, but it's how much we've allowed Christ to use us and to work through us. Well, there's two words here Paul uses, right? Humility, right? And and compassion. I think they kind of run together there. I know that all of these do, but, you know, in the scripture here found in Colossians chapter 3, but there's there's something about the humility part that really wakes me up, and, and, it, and I'm, you know, uh, it, it sobers me, you know, when you think about it. Um, at our first church, you remember we had a gentleman had cancer surgery and and his family wouldn't come and help him, or if you remember this. This is probably the most humbling thing I've ever done in my whole ministry. I, you know, and he called me up. And of course, I'd been visiting him, praying for him, you know, and and so he called me up one day and he said I need you know he was home from the hospital he said pastor I really need a shower my my family's not going to come and help me take a shower you think you could come down here and shower me you know uh, I remember hanging the phone up thinking oh man is this what the ministry is about you know and of course you know I went down there and mm-hmm. I bathed the man yes absolutely and that was probably the most humbling thing I've ever done in my whole life I mean washing someone's feet I mean yeah. that's humbling too I admit that but washing somebody who just had cancer surgery and getting them cleaned you know um, that's, that's a whole different uh, school there so I learned then that pastoring was very rewarding you know because I, I did feel really good about that you know and I felt like I was doing what God wanted me to do I, I don't think we fully grasped and understand what leadership really is all about most people think that leadership is about hey I'm, I'm in charge of the show. It's about being um, seen. I'm going to be seen. This they allow me. the flesh to get in the way. Yeah. Nobody nobody saw me no. bathe that man. Mm-mm. Nobody stood and applaud, applauded for what I had done. Mm-mm. You know, nobody. But that man, you know, was very, very grateful and thankful that I come down and helped him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, this is where we're at. I mean... Uh, Jesus was a very humble man. He was an extremely humble man. And he taught us leadership well when it came to, you know, when it came to the efforts of, of serving and being humble. And I think that's incredible. So, um, anything else you want to add on that, honey? No. No, not today. You're good because we're about. I started to say because I think we're out of time, and if I start talking, and we might be go way over time. We are out of time, so we're gonna have to say goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, please share the podcast and and uh, pass them along to your friends, your family. We are picking up more and more followers, and it's just really great. So we appreciate you tuning in. 
We're so thankful that you are listening and you are paying attention to Leadership 101. We're going to pray for you today because we always feel that's very important to do. And so this is, uh, we're going to pray this verse of scripture, honey. I'm going to pray this verse of scripture over these people. You just pray with me as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are praying Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 13. Mm -hmm. God, all of us as leaders, you would help us to show kindness, compassion, patience, humility, and gentleness. We need all of this to be active in our lives and in our ministries, Lord. I pray that you would wake us up. God, let us see and be convicted that these are the the guidelines, God, for the leaders that you want us to be in the church. We thank you for that, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Thank you, Jesus. Touch and bless our audience today. As they're hearing this prayer, I pray they receive it and that they're blessed by it in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. And I give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. We say God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Okay, God bless. Bye.